0: This podcast is the production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Every single person has to answer this question. Is there a being that exists outside of myself that we call God? And if that being exists, can he come into my life and affect me? I'm Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan, and this is my podcast, Authentic Faith and Life. Welcome. This is Authentic Faith in Life, and I'm Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan. My last podcast, I talked about some of my history coming into the Catholic faith and living in northern Michigan and moving to Sault Ste. Ontario, and then eventually down to southwest Florida and my journey that happened on the way. And um, I'm going to go a little bit more into that today. And, you know, I have to talk about Our Lady She's been a key component in me becoming the Catholic that I am today. But i got to clarify a few things about Our Lady. Our Lady is an example of true, true humility and true grace and perfect service to Her Son and to the world. And She drew me in in the beginning of my journey, my spiritual journey, very gently and very beautifully, and I needed her. I needed her. I needed that tender uh, maternal uh, embrace that she gave me and many challenges that, had, that I had in my life. And then after she was there in my life for a period of time, she did exactly what she does in Scripture. She stepped back. For me, she pointed to her son, and then she stepped back. Uh, it began with me reading a series of books in Northern Ontario in the cold. I was um, given a book related to the apparitions of Metrigorian. I was fascinated by the mystical, you know, those, um, those younger years when we're 13, 14 years old and we're, 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 we love ghost stories, we love to tell ghost stories around the campfire or late at night with our girlfriends just to be scared and that whole mystical aspect draws us in. Well, that had always been a part of my life. Uh, and then I began to discover that there was a mystical aspect to the Catholic Church as well, and there was a whole history related to it. That history, one of the dimensions of it, was Apparitions of Our Lady, where she had appeared through history in order to bring to bring people closer to her son. That's Mary's job, to point towards her son. So I discovered an apparition that was happening in a place called Mečgoria, a little village in Bosnia, and I was fascinated by what I was hearing. We got the opportunity to see one of the visionaries, and I remember, of course, being very skeptical, but really drawn to it as well. And I listened to him speak about what Our Lady was saying and how she appeared to him and five other children at the time and their experience with it and what had come forth from that. um, The stories of people coming closer to God as they heard the messages that Our Lady brought to the earth and also as they visited this little village on pilgrimages and the conversion stories and the the, um, call to vocation and the priesthood into the religious life and marriages being healed and, and addictions being healed and and, and lives changing, of course, it was fascinating for me. So I began to read all the books that I could on Our Lady. And, I, you know, the cold winters up in, in northern Ontario, I would be on the sofa with my kids playing on the floor, and I would be just engrossed in these stories. And I grew to develop a respect for Our Lady. Not really a relationship at that point, but a respect for her. But what I did learn is that she does always point us towards her son. That's her job. I mean, we see her in Scripture. The first of Christ being called into ministry was at the hand of his mother. His mother beckoned to him to step into ministry, and she was fully aware of what that would mean for her and for her suffering as well. When the angel Gabriel appeared to her, she was told that her heart would be pierced, and she had a sense of what that would mean when she looked at her son just as any mother would that she was going to suffer greatly as he completed the mission that he was given by God so when she beckoned him to go into ministry at the wedding of Canaan, it must have been with a great heavy heart but also a sense of mission And so Our Lady was always there with me. I remember one wintry New Year's Day when I had had um, a particularly crushing crisis in my marriage. And I was struggling deeply. My whole family was struggling. It was a very hard time. And it was on New Year's Day, which happens to be a feast day of Our Lady, And I felt drawn to go to Mass. I wasn't fully received into the church yet, but I understood that there was spiritual communion that was available for me. But something was happening within me. It was kind of me understanding the call to turn closer to God. And with that call, that there was also a responsibility for change, Uh, Christ's called to me to come closer to his heart but it wasn't without assenting to it and experiencing some change kind of shedding off what happened was I had just this depth of sorrow that I was experiencing I felt so lost and um, I was in this chasm of darkness and despair and um, I could not find a solution I could not find any kind of sob that would take away the suffering that I was experiencing. I was an empty, hollow person uh, in this crisis, and I had nowhere to go to. And um, I felt devoid of life, truly devoid of life. And in that, I felt Our Lady calling me to go to Mass. And again, so I did. And I remember um, I was wearing sweats that day, and I just put on my boots. I had a baseball cap on and a sweatshirt. I threw a big old coat on over it. And I went off to Mass. I remember walking up the aisle and slipping into one of the pews and just knowing that I was meant to be there. And as I sat there, I just felt my poverty, a poverty that was deeply spiritual, a poverty that spoke to me at just such a level. It was almost like a beckoning and a calling from Christ, saying to throw myself into his arms and to surrender to him, and that he would take my life and make it something that I could never have intended it to be. At that time, in my poverty, I truly felt I didn't have an option. I felt if I walked out of that church without a connection to Christ, without allowing him to fill that void, without allowing him to be close to me, without committing my life surrendering to him, that I would die. And so I did, and I truly felt the scripture that we know, uh, that's in Deuteronomy, um, that talks about how God puts before us life and death, um, destruction and abundance, and he asks us to choose. He says, choose life that you may live. And I felt that in the depth of my core, that it was time to choose, and that there would be a change in me, there would be a shedding of my old self and a conversion into a newer person, Uh, with obligations and with with more spiritual maturity and with a, a calling to be more connected to Jesus on an everyday level. What I didn't know at that time, which Our Lady would reveal to me later on, was that she was calling me into a relationship with Christ, her son, with him as my spouse. And it was the first time that I really revealed that deepest pain and sorrow and suffering and sense of abandonment and uh, just the depth of where I was uh, to Jesus, I really revealed it to him as spouse and he was able to take it and be tender with my spirit and, and, and be a spouse to me and to answer the depth of what was calling from inside of me. You know, St. Augustine says that, that God has fit us for Him, and we are only satisfied when we rest in Him. And I experienced that in that moment. The only thing that would satisfy me was to draw intimately closer to Jesus as spouse. And I did. And ultimately, it was the beginning of my ongoing surrender. Join me next time. We're going to talk a little more about Jesus as spouse and what that means for us in our lives. It's also going to reveal our identity in God and how He draws us to Him, how we're made in His image and likeness, and that effect that can have within us, within the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, and how that goes out into the world the way it's meant to go out when we're called a mission, being who we're fully intended to be when we are united with God and His Son through His Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan at Authentic Faith and Life on the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and my workshops and speaking events at AuthenticFaithandLife.info.